Welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. How's everyone doing today, huh? You're not going to answer me. Why would you? That's crazy. We're on a podcast. You're listening to me either in your car or in your AirPods if you're fancy. Side note, if you don't have the AirPods, get on that shit. I know they're expensive, but it is a game changer. Because think about it at night. You know what I mean? You're in bed and you want to listen to something, but you got your significant other next to you. So you can't have the volume on. So now you're reaching over for like fucking headphones or like the, you know, shit with a cord. And now the cords are like all up in your shit. You know what I mean? It's, and then it's, you're fumbling through and they get tangled AirPods. You pop them in boom, right there. It's the best. It really is a game changer. Anyway, I just wanted to start off with that. That's, that's the podcast for today. No, I'm kidding. It's sponsored by AirPods. Listen, guys, I always got to start off with the gratitude. I have big thanks to everyone who's been listening, the subscribers, people who share, Patreon subscribers. You guys are amazing. You're the best. I love you so much. It's true. All my YouTube subscribers, 10K and counting. What? This is fucking nuts. Today, I am doing a solo show. Earlier the week, I dropped the Will Miles episode on a Monday. Normally, we go every Wednesday. Drop that one on Monday. I've been teasing the notion of doing two a week. So you're kind of getting two this week. But if you haven't listened or if this is your first time listening to the pod, go back, check out some episodes of me with a guest. Because sometimes I've been told, <laughs> I got a few people who told me, I don't like the solo ones. You're better with a guest. I've had other people say, hey, I kind of like the solo ones. It's funny. You, you get real ranty and we don't know where you're going to go with it. So it's pretty good. So either way. But if you're new, check out the previous ones. I had Will Miles on the latest episode. He is a great comedian. He's got his own Comedy Central half hour. He's also a producer and writer on the show Southside that's moving from Comedy Central over to HBO Max. So check that out. And then two episodes ago, I had a hilarious comedian, Samantha Berkman. Now, that episode was almost like when a sitcom does what, you know, every now and then a sitcom will have one of those episodes where it's like on a very special episode of Roseanne, which I felt like was every episode of Roseanne after a while. That's when that show went to shit for me personally. Cause it's like, it's bad enough. They're like some poor family, but which is fine. That was relatable to middle America. And we all appreciated that. Then it got like, Oh, I lost my job. And you know, Dan's having another heart attack and everyone hates me. And it's just, it got old home improvement. Did that shit. Remember home improvement back in the nineties, Tim, the tool man, Taylor, Tim Allen, who became Buzz Lightyear. That guy's had a great career. They had an episode where they're like, Oh, is little Jonathan Taylor Thomas, little JTT. Is he going to, he got cancer. What's going on with him? And so everyone, like, they had to play sad music. It's a, it's a fucking comedy show. It's supposed to be funny. I don't know why these comedy shows do that all the time. But that's basically what I did with my podcast last week with Samantha Berkman. But I'll say this. What I loved about that podcast, and again, I, I definitely highly encourage everyone to go back and check that one out if you have not listened to that one yet, is that we you find the humor in dark times. That was a funny, we had fun on that podcast, talking about a very serious thing. Samantha has cancer. I think I didn't preface that right away, but Samantha is, is currently has cancer that she's battling and kicking its ass. And she was incredibly open and it was, it was insightful in a lot of ways. And it was also like a reminder that, Hey, let's, this is why humor and comedy are fucking important. Very fucking important. So I, I was, that's, that's probably my favorite episode of the Joe Kilgallen podcast ever. I wish the sound quality was slightly better on that one. Um, I think the levels on my mic got a little screwy. That's where I miss going to the studio. You, you had the producer, James Webb, everyone was my old producer. 
you'd be able to fiddle with that and fix it for me. Um, but when I'm in the middle of it and we're doing it remotely, you know, she's in New York, I'm in Chicago, that happens. So I thought it was important to hop on today and go solo. I probably could have got a guess, but I have some stuff on my mind where I'm like, you know what? Let's just rant, baby. Let's just rant. I'm going to get right into it with this one. Now I'm late to the game on this. Um, for those of you watching the video, I am going to be looking at my phone because I want to get the, the right quotes down. 2020, as we all know, crazy, a horrible, stupid year. Um, although there are some people out there who probably had a great year. Ever think of that? There are some people out there who are like, 2020 was fucking amazing for me. I won the lottery. I got my dick sucked. Like, what a year. You know, there's some, some schlub out there. There's someone out there who got their dick sucked for the first time in the year 2020. And here we all are, the rest of us in society, the, the rest of us just going, fuck 2020, 2020 sucked. Oh, didn't ever, it wasn't 2020 the worst. And this guy's going, I finally got to come in someone's mouth. And you guys don't think it was a bad year? Oh, great. I'm crying for that guy. Um, yeah. Like, you ever think of that? Who are we? Who the fuck are we to just, just assume everyone had a shitty year? Look. 400,000 people died in America from COVID. Awful. Awful. Look, I have tons of empathy and sympathy for that. I forget the difference between those two words because I'm stupid, but I do. My wife is a nurse, works on the code floor, mad respect for, for nurses, especially doctors, other healthcare workers. Um, this year should have opened our eyes up to, holy shit, right? But I don't like the idea of just being like that whole year was garbage. Some people felt that way about 2016. A lot of celebrity dies, you know, de depending who you voted for, you were pissed off. It's 2016, a lot of people hated. I fucking love 2016. My beloved Chicago Cubs won the World Series in 2016. Like, how dare you? I got my wife pregnant in 2016. Son came out in 2017. Still, though, the fun part was 2016 on my end, you know, didn't finally got to not pull out, which was great. If you've, if you've ever not pulled out on purpose, Obviously, we've, you've had the accidentals, like, damn it. But, like, to, to just leave it in, like, knowing, oh, I get to leave it in, the best sex. The best. Highly recommend. But, again, I, I definitely think you got to think about those people out there who, in 2020, had a really kick-ass year, and they probably feel bad about it. I, I'm telling you now, we're, we're almost halfway into February. I think it's okay for you to come out. Come out of the closet. Go out, go out and celebrate, you people who had good 2020s. Cause I know you're feeling shame. You're probably like, damn, I had a really good year, but I can't talk about it. Cause the whole fucking world hates my year. Now I think you got to come out now and be like, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you didn't get to go to restaurants and bars anymore, but guess what? My penis was in someone's mouth and I had dreamt of that for a very long time. Okay. Maybe this person's like fucking 38, maybe some 38 year old guy who didn't have the skills to close or just, you know, wasn't very good looking. Maybe he finally got to bust a nut in someone's mouth. And here we are being shitty about it. No more America. Let's start thinking of others world. Not just America. It's the whole world. Okay. Too much America bashing going on. We got to, we got to come together as a world and realize we all suck anyway. Okay. But one of the highlights of the craziness from 2020 was a fun meme that pretty much everyone shared. And I, I really mean everyone. And if you weren't part of this fun, I feel sorry for you. And that was the huge dong guy sitting on the bed. That dude, big black man, massive dong, right? Now, a lot of you might know this because I think it got out in the world. The guy is known as Barry Wood in the photo. 
um, people assume must be a porn star. Not the case. Actually, a church-going man. Fun-loving guy. People really enjoyed the dude. Um, real name. Hold on. Let me find it real here. Wardy G. Jobert Third. That's quite a name. I think Barry Wood is a better move. And um, he was, you know, loving church-going man. Community uh, held fundraisers and stuff like that for those in need. And that's how he ended up taking the picture. Now, he took it because it was in San Francisco area and a guy that worked out at the same gym as he did was a photographer in that world. And he said, you can make some money. And he was all about raising the money for people. And he's like, why not? So he takes the photo. And now it's this huge meme where everyone photoshops the big dong guy in the bed into other photos. It's great. It's hilarious. People will do it where it's like, hey, oh my God, there's breaking news about uh, COVID. Click this article to find out. And you click it and you're like, big dong guy. Damn it. I fell for big dong guy again. Um, but then you're not even mad at yourself because you're like, you know what? You got me. That's a fun one, right? Uh, there's tons of good ones. You know, there's ones where um, there's, they sell coffee mugs now. Whereas you pour the coffee in and the glass gets hotter, big dong guy appears. Funny, right? I saw one where there was tornadoes like in late September, October, and they made it where like a tornado was the big dong guy. His big dong was a tornado. So there's been really good ones and a lot of creativity. I really think it was some of the best work the internet has done in the year 2020. Something we should all be very proud of. So here's where it gets sad though. Now, most of you probably know this. The word got out, big dong guy died in 2016, you know? So another famous celeb who was taken in 2016 to go along with like Tom Petty. And I think maybe Prince died that year. I, I don't know, but big Don guy needs to be right up there with those Titans. So it was sad, sad to find out that he died. Um, but then it kind of was cool. You know, I was talking with my guys and we're like, dude, isn't that the dream you die? And four years later, your dong lives on. Everyone's like saluting that dick, you know? That'd be pretty cool. Like if I died, don't want to die. But if I did, and years later, people are still celebrating my penis. I'm thinking, sweet. That's, that's pretty great. Right. But here's where I think I'm going to blow some of your minds. And, and, and sometimes this is why the lie is better than the truth. Everyone's always like, be honest. You want to be honest. He's the best. And I like fucking people are real. And they tell the truth at all. No, sometimes fucking lie. Sometimes lying is the way to go. Big dong, that big dong, photoshopped. That's not his actual dick. That dude's not actually hung like that. Isn't it? Just head explode. I'm making the sound effect of a head exploding. Doesn't that, doesn't that piss you off in a, in a weird way? This guy's not swinging 10, 11 inches and fat like that on the edge of his bed. You'd think, you'd think that's what you'd do all day if you... You'd get, you'd even get a platform bed. Cause you're like, I just want to hang, hang my dong off this bed. Cause I'm, I'm so blessed, but Photoshopped. I don't even know if it's a real dick. It might've been a normal size dick that they stretched out. You know how these kids are with Photoshop. They do amazing things. That one really sucked to find out. I've got a lot of friends who still share this, this meme, different memes of dong guy being Photoshopped into stuff. And I, I almost in one of the, my mass group texts was like, guys, it's not his actual dong. But I didn't want, I mean, like, do I, do I show them proof that there is no God? Do I want to be that guy? No, you kill the messenger in that situation. So I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't be the guy who just destroyed everyone about that. And fuck that photographer who, be, who was like, that's actually not his dong. Yeah. He showed like the real photo, I think like on some Vice documentary, I think. And 
No, that's just, you keep that shit to yourself, man. You know, sometimes, again, let the lie live on. Too much honesty with shit these days. That's why I don't even, anytime there's a celebrity I like, I don't even look into their fucking past. I don't want to find out they're shitty and then I, I can't like them anymore. Hell with that. Not into it. So the Super Bowl was a couple days ago. I got no way to transition out of talking about Don Guy. So we're just going to, we're going to go right into Tom Brady talk. Super Bowl, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, heavy favorites. Um, I've got minus three, not heavy favorites, but I think most people I talked to were like Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, younger. It's his time to shine. What Brady did was great. You're old though. You're 43. Yeah, you put up great numbers and stuff. But, uh, no, Tom Brady, holy shit. Played a great game in the Super Bowl after really having a bad second half in the NFC championship game. But damn, this guy, I know there's a lot of people don't like him, but I'm a big fan. I've been a fan of Tom Brady as a player for a, a long time. Um, not just because the whole Irish-American thing we got going on. I just, I like the guy. I don't know. I'm just a fan. And what I loved about his 2020 slash 2021 season is just the big fuck you that's gone toward Bill Belichick, who I've always had a sense was overrated. Everyone's like, oh, he's this hard-ass, no-nonsense coach and all that kind of stuff. And look, I, I like uh, coaches and managers who hold players accountable and stuff. But whenever someone gives off that, like, Coach Kilmer from Varsity Blues vibe, where it's like, I will literally put every, put, you know, your fuck your life. It's about me and winning and all that shit. I don't know. I just don't. I've never been the biggest Belichick fan. I know some people just go nuts for him. It's just not my... Mm. I don't know. It's like, dude, this is high school. I'm a fucking grown man. Let's cut this rah-rah bullshit. This isn't a pep rally. You know, he cost him the one Super Bowl against the Eagles, I feel like. That was a shootout. Super Bowl against the Eagles was a shootout. He benched their best secondary player, their one safety whose name eludes me at the moment. And uh, what the fuck was his name? Anyway, and I thought to myself, like, dude, that's going to hurt you. And it kind of did. It did cost them. And what was it, to prove a point? That... He, if I was any other player in that locker room, I'd be like, listen, asshole, find him. Find the player. Don't fucking bet. This is a Super Bowl. What point are you proving? You know what I mean? Think he's going to come out ready for next semester? You fucking dork. I'm trying to get another ring. I want more jewelry. Think about if you sign like a one-year contract to play for the Patriots that year toward the end of your career, and you're thinking, this is how I'm going to get my Super Bowl ring. And you got fucking Belichick over there being like, no, I, you, you, you fucking disobeyed me in practice. And like, fucking grow up, dipshit. I just, I don't know. Cut off sleeve sweatshirt. I, I don't know. I, I think maybe I've turned on him more so this past year because I always believed Brady was why they were so great. And everyone's like, no, it's the system. And I'm like, system. He fucking sucked ass in clear. I think he had one winning season before Brady. One in all his coaching career. One. How the fuck are you going to tell me? And also, all those offensive coordinators that came through the Belichick coaching tree in New England, they went on to have other head coaching jobs and failed. And everyone asked, what happened? Why didn't the offense work here? And they would all say, oh, uh, we didn't have Tom fucking Brady. Maybe that's why. We didn't have that six foot five guy with killer accuracy and great vision and knows how to read plays and routes really well. He was missing from the equation. Sorry, I couldn't make this schmuck. Sorry, fucking Josh McCown didn't work out the way Tom fucking Brady did. Okay. You see McCown's wife? I don't know. She might be hot, but let's pretend she's ugly for the sake of humor. You see Brady's went from Bridget Moynihan to Giselle and Bridget Moynihan and him get along great. She's still, she's tweeting out fucking congrats, Tom. You're amazing. 
They're raising a kid together. His oldest son is Bridget Moynihan's boy. That's the thing, too, where fucking the media just had people trashing Brady before he really even became a super, superstar. I guess he was a Super Bowl champion at the time. But he was dating Bridget Moynihan. They broke up. And then she's like, oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. Like a couple weeks after they broke up or a month later. And he's like, oh, shit. And everyone's kind of like, oh, he dumped a pregnant woman. It's like, no, he didn't fucking know. He didn't. And clearly shit was. By the way, when there's a breakup, this is where people stop thinking logically. And it's our soundbite generation when with social media and fucking 24-hour news networks, just they get the soundbite and then they, they immediately regurgitate their bullshit two cents instead of being like, oh, they broke up while she was pregnant. Well, they probably were having problems for a good year or so leading. You know what I mean? It's not People don't just wake up one morning and be like, I'm going to dump your ass, even though things were amazing leading up to this thought. You know what I mean? It's like there's a buildup. There's kind of like, hmm. This shit isn't working out. And people sense it. I'm sure she was sensing it. I'm sure she probably thought, motherfucker, like, I don't want to be with this dude anymore either. And I'm pregnant, but we're going to abort Tom Brady's kid. What am I stupid? No, she's not going to do that. She's Catholic. Um, so, you know, you're going you're gonna to stay locked out of that. She's a great actress, but who knows? You know, she trips and falls on some stairs, fucks off that face. And all of a sudden she's not getting roles anymore. You don't know. Hollywood's weird like that. You just don't know. But they're, they're working it out great. But I remember people being like, what a piece of shit. Like, fuck him. Like, I was like, I mean, who are you to judge? I'm so damn quick to judge other people. I just, you know, calm down with that. And if you don't like him because of the cheating accusations, fine. If you don't like him because of his political stuff, also fine. You don't, also, by the way, you could, you don't need a reason not to like someone. For those of you listening who hate Tom Brady and you don't like what I'm saying, that's fine. I don't care if you like Tom Brady or not. I'm just telling you why I like Tom Brady. I respect him as a player. I really do. I don't even think he has much of a personality. Clearly Peyton Manning in that rivalry was, had a way better personality. He's no saying either Peyton Manning. Remember he was dropping his nuts on school nurses and stuff like in high school and college. Look up that story. Guys putting his taint on women's faces. Hey, they weren't into that. He didn't really get canceled for that. It was really before the whole canceling thing went down and damn it. We're hearing a lot more of the cancel culture shit. I have to bring up my two cents on cancel culture again. I feel like I've done this enough throughout my podcasting. Is it real? Yes. Is it overblown and exaggerated? Also, yes. It's like the people you the, the people who say cancel culture isn't real. What you mean is their consequences aren't truly getting felt because someone will lose their job, but then start another job making a shitload of money. And in that regard, I say to you, what do you, depending on the crime, obviously if it's a Harvey Weinstein situation or, or any like actual rapist or child molester, yeah, I want them in jail. They shouldn't be canceled. They should be convicted, which I guess is canceling or whatever. Um, but to, to the people who just, they're like mad that, Oh, Louis CK still does comedy. I'm like, well, Yeah. He's still, there's still enough people who want to buy his tickets and go see him perform. Do do you want there to be a law that says he can't perform anymore because he jerked off in front of some women 12, 15 years ago? I I think that would, you'd have trouble getting that legislated. I don't think there'd be a law like that. Uh, And when I say stuff like this, I always have to be clear to people. I'm not sticking up for the action. I'm just telling you how that works. Um, There are comedians or not even comedians, actors, other people, you know who I just say, I think that 
you can't say cancel culture isn't real when someone fucks up and they literally will trend cancel this person. It'll be hashtag cancel blank. So there must be some, you know, credence to it. There must be some, right. It's, there has to be some truth to the fact that someone's trying to get rid of a person. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I remember the Shane Gillis dude who I don't know. Um, he was announced like, to be hired on SNL. Of course, you guys know the story. And then he they, they dug up hours of podcasts. Jesus, good thing I'm not up for any good jobs. Um, love to see the out of context shit from this podcast over the last 135 episodes. They dug up some old podcast stuff where I think he was misconstrued though, but he did say some Asian slurs. Um, I don't know why I feel, I think because he's a comedian, I feel the need to stick up for him because I don't know him personally. From what I read from different sources, and from people I know were like, what he was saying is that they could have that. And he was, when he said the Asian slur, which I guess don't say the slur, um, he was saying it as if like making fun of like the way, like the rich people in that part of town thought like, Oh, let the blanks have, I can't remember what the slur is. That's why I'm not even saying it, but you maybe shouldn't say it anyway. I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, was it the C H I N K? in the armor. See, see how I rolled that off in case you guys want to cut that up and make me look stupid. Um, I think that might've been the one, but anyway, anyway, he got hired two hours later, fired. Cause someone's like, you hire this guy. Well, here's this, that that's, that's a sickness. I think that people immediately, whenever someone gets something, they go, let me dig through everything you've ever done in hopes of fingers crossed. I get to be credited with destroying you. That's fucked up. Um, that really is. That's why I like, I like TikTok, I like Instagram, Twitter. Again, I like for breaking news stuff, sports related um, news in general. It's good for that. But it's just a lot of people who just can't wait to be judgy and shitty. And it's always, it's always just someone's worst moment. And it's, they label everything you've ever done gets a race. So say you're a great person, but then you do a fucked up thing. It's you're now associated with that fucked up thing. And here's where I could tie it back in with Tom Brady. So Brady in 2016 had like a make America great again hat in his locker. And everyone's like, he's a fucking Trump supporter. Fuck this piece of shit. Fucking hate him. You know, how dare you? All this kind of shit. So a little over the top at that time. And then, you know, obviously people listen to this podcast. know I was, I did not. I'm so happy Donald Trump isn't president. Did not like him one iota. I think he was a piece of shit in so many ways. I can admit that. Um, you know, if you are a Trump fan and like, fuck Kilgay, I'm not going to support his podcast anymore. Fine. That's fine. Um, we could all agree to disagree and all that other kind of shit. But his wife then said, Giselle, like later go, no, we're not all this kind of stuff. And then, and then Brady later was like, I didn't know half the shit he stuck up for, I guess. Or he basically was like, we're friends. I think they were golf buddies. I think they probably met in rich guy world. He's like, Hey, you're rich. I'm rich. What's up? Yeah. I'll go golf with you. Sure. You got a course. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I'm over in that right way. Yeah. Yeah. Then we'll go hit the top. All right, fine. That's, I think that's what they, in that world, that's how it goes, you know? And I think, I think that's, you know, I don't think they were like buddies. I don't think they were texting each other. Like, Hey, 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 Donnie boy, check out the fucking dude with a huge dong. sitting on that just bad. It's pretty hilarious. Right. You know, like, I don't think that was their world, but even so I, I just don't give a fuck. I, I've learned to separate that shit. I don't think, I don't think it's healthy to immediately go to 
And I know some people are going to argue against me by being like, it's different with this guy. And maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it is. Um, Because it used to be just like, oh, I don't know anyone who was ever like, that dude's a McCain supporter. Fuck him. Like, I'm never going to go see his movies again. He likes John McCain. Like, no, no one had that. Um, no one even had that with Mitt Romney. But, you know, Trump invited that shit. He brought it on himself. Um, you guys can't deny that. I know so many hardcore Trump fans who are like, yeah, I wish you didn't tweet, but let's just, it is what it is. Anyway, I don't want to talk about either of these fucks anymore, but I do want to give respect to Tom Brady. I do, but I definitely don't want to talk Donald Trump anymore. I think it's very boring. I got my one friend who was like, no one's going to be talking about COVID anymore, right? Nobody wants to hear about COVID. And then he went out about Trump. I'm like, no one wants to hear about that fucking piece of shit anymore. Put both COVID and Trump in the past. Although COVID's still happening. Be safe, everyone. We're masks. Get, get vaccinated. I think he just meant like as far as the stand-up um, world goes, like our comedian's going to like talk about COVID on stage once comedy comes back to life. I think, yeah, a little bit. You got to address it. I don't think people like make jokes about COVID per se or be like, I think I think it'll kind of be like, here's what I did during lockdown or during like when everything was closed, funny story about what I did by myself all the time or funny story about, you know, fucking becoming an alcoholic in my basement because bars were closed, like shit like that. I think you're going to have to, I don't think you could just erase the last year. You know, you can just snap it out of existence. Fucking Marvel reference. So that's how it is. Um, I did. I have decided though, if I'm going to do these, uh, weekly podcast by myself or even with guests, I could do this. I think this is going to be a segment that I'd bring um, on board and make like a regular segment is uh, I am going to um, hold on. Everyone listening. This is weird. That I'm cutting myself off for this, but I am feeling slightly dizzy right now. And that's also kind of alarming because uh, do I want to talk about this on the podcast? Sure. Why not? Um, I'll get to whatever the segment, the segment's going to be like dumbest tweet of the week in which I respond to a really stupid tweet I saw, but I will talk about this. Um, all right. Last week I had a cardiologist appointment and they're really, I, I did kind of, I, I had slight chest pains here sporadically over the last, I don't know while I guess, but that wasn't the main reason of the appointment. The main reason the appointment was because I have a thing called a mitral valve prolapse, which isn't scary. It sounds scarier than it is. It's really pretty common actually. I think like, I don't know, 10% of people have it. Maybe that might be a higher percentage than is actually true, but it's not like a serious thing. It's like one of your valves closes slightly different. But um, I got diagnosed with that when I was like eighth grade or something. I should have, I haven't been to a cardiologist in like 15 years, 14 years or something, maybe longer. So I'm, you know, I should be getting it checked in my mid thirties now. I got kids. So my wife um, was like, yeah, you need, let's, we got to get an appointment. You should have seen one a while ago. So I go to the cardiologist. They do an EKG. Now, um, another side note, I have another thing called like, it's called vasovagal syncope or some shit like that. Um, it basically means that I have a trigger that will make me pass out. And what triggers that for me isn't, isn't really blood people think, cause some people have the sight of blood makes them pass out, which is what part of vasovagal is for me it's any kind of like medical talk or like medical if i'm in a doctor's office or hospital if i had to get a shot it's not like the, the needle doesn't hurt it's the sense of being in like that kind of situation i guess it makes me ill or makes me like ugh, you know and i get like tunnel vision and then i get very very white and then i kind of like ugh, i like 
gets a little sweaty and all that kind of shit. And then I, I faint. Um, I don't always go out though, but I'm mentioning that because, um, it has something to do with the whole doctor's appointment, with the cardiologist. So listen, all right. Um, can you guys tell this is weird for me to talk about? I got my blood pressure, which sometimes I don't like either. I don't like it fucking squeezes too tight. And then I get this like, fucking, I'll squeeze you back, you bitch. Don't fucking squeeze my arm, asshole. Um, that was fine. And then I have the EKG. EKGs, they just stick shit to you. There's no anything. It's completely pain-free. Um, that goes fine. I uh, put my shirt back on, wait for the actual cardiologist to come in because like a nurse does all the other stuff. He comes in. He clearly is reading the EKG. He's asking me some standard questions, I think. Like, how often do you drink? Are you a smoker? Have you been experienced this, this, and this? You know, and I'm, I'm answering it pretty honestly. I kind of like was like, well, I had a little chest thing, but I just figured that was stress. I'm at the point now where because I'm picking up a vibe slightly from him, I am now downplaying anything that could be honest, which I probably shouldn't do. But I was kind of just because I don't want him to be like, well, this says some bad shit. And then me to be like, oh, it's wrong because I feel fine, even though. Maybe there wasn't hundred percent the case. So he mentions, and this was enough to trigger me a little bit that, uh, it looked like the top chamber of my heart was like enlarged. I can't remember if he said slightly enlarged. I'm hoping it was slightly or lo- appeared enlarged. And that was enough for me to be like, oh, well that doesn't sound good. And I didn't say it out loud, but in my brain, I'm like, uh, fuck. And then I told him, I'm like, and I started to feel it coming on. And he's like, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I got this thing. And just the terms that, that just didn't see eh. I'm starting to get a little, you know, for clumped. I feel like, like I become like a 85 year old Jewish man, like where it's like, you know, um, I feel like that's like the Simpsons version of like that, you know, old Maury and Saul type character that they always have in like last sitcoms. Uh, but, and then he was like, all right, well, I'm just going to listen to your heart, you know, standard. And he starts to listen to the heart, my heart. And, um, you know, I have my mask on because it's protocol. He's deep breathing. He's like, deep breath in. You know, I'm breathing in and out. And I don't know what happened. I feel like he was talking to me, but then I felt like I went into a dream. And then all of a sudden I hear him be like, take off your mask. And I took off my mask. And then I realized, oh shit, I went out, huh? And then I'm kind of like, ah, oh, sorry, I didn't hear your last couple questions. He's like, yeah, I didn't ask you anything. You just kind of like, you, know, you you passed out. And I'm like, oh shit, I did, huh? And then, he, then the nurse was already like there on the scene with water ready. And I'm drinking water. I'm like, Oh, sorry. It happens. It's just, you know, and he's like, well, I'm not going to do anything else with you today. Cause I think he would have just given me the echocardiogram, which would have been great to have gotten that done. Cause he's was like, all right, we got You know, are you okay? You know, he gave me time. I drank a bunch of water and I told him, I go, listen, I'm not, I have this thing where I, it happens all the time. I try to mentally not think of it. And it happens. And he's like, Oh wow. I've never had anyone pass out on me before. And I'm like, well, that fucking feels good. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I threw up in my friend's house. I was the first one to do that at his house. So I'm just breaking records all the time. And, uh, I just told him, I'm like, yeah, I just, it's the medical terminology. So like, you know, next time use other terms. <laughs> and I go, when I come back, instead of saying like top chamber, say the attic, the bottom's the basement, East wing, West wing, like, let's just not use anything that sounds medical ish. And he's like, okay, we won't do that. And then he goes, but I want to make an appointment um, for the next appointment possible. So tell the, you know, when I'll walk you to the front desk, make sure you're okay. And we'll make the next p- earliest, earliest possible appointment or whatever, which wasn't until like three weeks. So it's not till coming up, but it's like a week from next week. So like what, 10 days or something I got to go um, before I go in for the echocardiogram, which is basically an ultrasound of your heart. 
and that's again painless. But tomorrow, Friday, I have um, a meeting with a primary doctor to do like some lab work. So he's like, let me know when you get the labs back right away. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's not a big deal. Maybe he was like, it's probably, it's, it looks like on the EKG, it could be an enlargement, but it probably isn't. I'm sure. You're, like, I didn't get that. So it's been, I've been in fucking anxiety over the last, um, shit, it's been like a week and a half now or something like that. And I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm probably fine, but, um, it's enough where it's in my fucking head. I'll tell you that much. Um, to the point where, by the way, WebMD will scare the shit out of you always. All of those sites will. So like I told myself, I'm not going to go on WebMD, but I'm still Googling. I'm just going to omeoclinic.com or fucking thisplace.com. And, you know, I'm telling myself like American Heart Association or blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they always tell you like <laughs> every fucking WebMD, be like my knee itches. You got to cut off. You got, you got fucking gangrene and they got to amputate. It's always the worst. They never say. I'd like one WebMD to just, you Google it and they're like, you're fine. Go fucking go, go on Pornhub, go on fucking Redfin and look at houses you can't afford. You're fine. Why are you on WebMD for that? Shut, come get the fuck out of here. Like one time there should be a website like that where they just know. Anyway, I feel like my dizziness has subsided slightly. Uh, it's weird. Cause you know, I'm recording this. If you're listening to the audio of this, but I'm also filming it. So I'm looking at myself as I talk and, Maybe it was just the fucking picture got it blurry and I'm hungry. And that's probably what did it anyway. Um, all right, let's close it up on this dumbest tweet of the week. Now I'm mad at myself cause I lost the tweet itself, but I'm able to find enough examples of the, the tweet. Now it's look, it's about nepotism. The tweet essentially was, Oh, like fucking left-wing liberals will always talk about how much they hate nepotism, but ignore it when it comes to Hollywood nepotism. Meaning like, you know, I think people were celebrating, Dan Levy, who's Eugene Levy's son from the hit show, Shit's Creek. He just hosted SNL recently. Everyone loves that guy. He's funny. Um, I've only watched the first couple episodes of Shit's Creek. He's funny, but like, I, I don't get, I don't get it yet. In my head, I'm like, this seems like Arrested Development ish, but Arrested Development seemed way funnier at the start than this show. I'm gonna keep watching it though. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just not into it yet. But so the tweets basically just like fuck Hollywood nepotism and stuff like that. Now, again, nepotism, everyone's for like, you know, my kid, I'm a famous actor. My kid's going to be a famous actor and I'm going to grease the wheels for him to help him. Obviously, I don't like nepotism. I think nepotism is bad in a lot of sense. But you have to understand, I think Hollywood nepotism, again, a bad thing, but here's why I hate this tweet and this thought process. All the people who think this way, they're not really breaking it down logically. I think a lot of the reasons that so many famous people, famous actors and actresses also have parents who are famous, famous actors and actresses is because they grew up seeing that that was a possibility. So if you grow up and you know, your father's a famous actor, you know, Tom Hanks, his son, Colin Hanks has been in a bunch of stuff lately. So if you're Colin Hanks and you're like, seven and you're like my dad's in all these movies movie star is a possibility i could maybe one day be a movie star like my dad that's what a lot of it is now sure there of course in every industry there is problems with nepotism where it's like give my kid the fucking job but i don't think it's any more in hollywood than it's say in plumbing 
You know what I mean? Or it's like, I'll get my kid in the apprentice program. You know, you know, I've been in good plumber for a long time. I've been teaching. That's everything. Everything in life is who you know. So for these people, and I've seen a lot of the tweets because it's just started when Dan Levy was on SNL two weeks ago. All of these tweets, though, I just don't like the fucking inconsistency with them and the idea that it's a problem only in this one area. It's it's pretty across the board. And again, I think it's so much of people being like, oh, that's a world I could enter. You talk to the average American. Like I knew growing up, if I would have said I want to be a famous actor, people would be like, mm, they would have told me to. I remember when I started doing comedy, they weren't overly supportive right away. Luckily they weren't dicks, but I remember like, they weren't being like, really? You're going to be fucking, you know, there wasn't like encouragement. That's just the world I grew up in. I grew up in a very blue collar part of Chicago where people didn't go on to be musicians or actors or comedians or whatever. It just wasn't the arts. The arts wasn't for you. You know, you you want to be an artist? What do you like? Dick? Like that was the world. I grew up in. So I would really believe that the reason so many famous people's kids end up becoming famous in that, in those worlds is because they grew up thinking that's a possibility. You know, we've been talking a lot about in society about representation being important, which I think it is. If you're a little girl and you all of a sudden see politicians who are women, you think, oh, I could grow up and do that too. That's a fucking cool thing. I don't know who would be against that. So I definitely think the idea of that, like, Hollywood nepotism is out of control more so than other shit. I think it's bullshit. I think a lot of people who are spreading that are people who just aren't successful in their own right. Maybe they're not talented enough, or maybe it just doesn't happen for them yet, but they're fucking bitter and they're pushing that shit out there. And I really think that's what a a lot of it is. But in the same regard, yeah, there are some talentless fucks who get things that other people don't get. Are you new? That happens everywhere, like fucking everywhere from the beginning of goddamn time. So. Either accept it, work harder, or fucking get out of the way because you're going to be a loser anyway. That's how I'm ending it right there. Um, All right, guys. Thank you for uh, listening to me rant about some shit and get a little personal. Again, don't worry about me. I'm fucking fine. I'm 100% sure that everything is going to be aces fucking aces um but yeah um check out uh patreon i write like blog stuff on there and there's some bonus a lot of bonus podcasts up there now um just a lot of good content your way i posted um i had to do a fucking voiceover audition that was garbage so i posted like my outtakes for that so you can check that shit out i got some footage of me drunk at my friend's house that's kind of funny so yeah go on the patreon and it goes a long way the more we can keep growing this thing the more I could keep making the quality better and better and better because I'll just put that money right back towards this. We'll all grow together. All right, you guys are the best. Uh, uh, Thanks for listening to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast. Cheers.